Hey, survivors, it's me, your ever eager explorer of all games narrative, Brian Hazard. And today, I'm really excited to share Steam Highwayman. We're going to start a playthrough of this. And this is a series I've been looking forward to playing for quite a while now for a couple of reasons. First of all, this is an open world game book series, sort of in the tradition of Fabled Lands. The way this works is that you're able to freely explore in a world. You get to an edge of a map, you go to a different book. You go, you get to the edge of a map in that book, you go to a different book. And you can kind of go all throughout all the different books. 2017, I think, is when the first one came out, and it's still being actively written by Martin Nouch. Which brings me to another reason that I'm really excited about this. First of all, genre, steampunk, motorcycles. You don't see a lot of that in any sort of adventure game stuff. And I don't think there's literally any other example of it in game books. So this is utterly unique. And finally, Martin Nouch himself is another reason I'm really excited about this. When I first got into the game book scene, Martin was immediately the person who made me fall in love with the game books community. Because when he realized that I hadn't played a lot of game books and was new to game books, he contacted me and said, hey, you know what? I want to welcome you to game books. I'm going to send you a sort of welcoming gift. And he sent me these three books that are sitting in front of uh, you right now. Right. And at the time, like I was just kind of getting started with podcasting. So I wouldn't even really say a review copy was provided, although these, these were provided to me by Martin Nouch. So I guess disclaimer, you could say a review copy was provided, but really it was much more just the kindness of his heart that he sent me these things. And so to get to showcase somebody who's such a, such a sort of kind and loving sort of member of the game book community is also my great honor and privilege. So, so excited to get into these. I kind of want to do something a little different and start with the third book here, The Reeking Metropolis. And the reason I want to do that is I think like anybody who plays through this, they're probably going to start in the first book, just sort of typically. And so I kind of want to do something a little non-conventional and that's what we're going to do. So I'm going to set these two books kind of off to the side here, and we're going to pull up Steam Highwayman, The Reeking Metropolis by Martin Barnabas Nouch. This is volume three. Okay. We've got our beautiful London map during the reign of his Imperial Majesty Charles III. And we are going to hear some lovely page flipping because this is a book. <laughs> if it's not obvious, this is a book. Let's get into it. And we'll figure out all the mechanics as we go. Together. All right. This is the first passage in Steam Highwayman, The Reeking Metropolis. And we're going to do our best to get really lost in this from here. Okay. The city lies before you, smoking and stinking with life. Here on Highgate Hill, you can peer through the dirty dusk from the saddle of your Ferguson Velasteem and survey the capital of the British Empire the greatest city in the world, London. Countless chimneys reek, unnumbered fires burn. But where there's muck, there's brass. And that coin calls to you. How did you come to be here? So our choices here are, I swam ashore from a hulk. I want recognition for my inventions. 
I used to carry despatches for the guilds. Childhood stories of chivalry inspired me. An orphan must fight to survive in the city. My people lost their land to the cold board. So the choice we make here is going to determine kind of who our character is and what their backstory is. Kind of like my people lost their land, and I also like an orphan might must fight to survive in the city. Childhood stories of chivalry also speaks to me because it's a, almost like a, I want to be a hero sort of thing. I don't want to belabor this, so I'm going to go with heartstrings. An orphan must fight to survive in this city. Is there a sadder or more desperate tale than the urban orphan? Your birth is entirely unknown to you. Your parents less than shadows. The only family you have ever known are the unreliable knot of thieves, ladies of the night, street sweepers, and bridge sleepers who taught you how to feed yourself, to pick pockets, and to lie whatever lie would give you a chance to get away. Your sympathy for the poor of the streets has only grown since then. The city is riven with orphans, like the gang of mudlarks who live in the warehouse attics down by Upper Tame Street. How can you better their lot? It was a good day indeed when you took the machine from outside a North London inn. How many times had you watched and noted the rider's motions, building the flame, adjusting the valves, controlling the pressure, until at last you had the confidence to do it yourself? A desperate chase followed, but you are not in the clink, nor in a shallow grave. So what regrets can you have? Now, with the city before you and the powerful engine of the machine beneath you, you will be able to do more than simply survive. Will you fake and trick your way to the very top of the ladder? After all, you have always had a talent for deceit and impersonation. With the right clothes, you could fit in anywhere. And we're given our ability scores and our possessions. So this is cool. What we're going to do here is flip over to our character sheet. And we're going to mark our ability score. So our ruthlessness is three. Our engineering is two. Our motoring is two. Our ingenuity is six. As an orphan on the streets, we... We learn how to be ingenious. Ingenuitous? I don't know. Our nimbleness is four. And our gallantry is four. Excellent. So let's look. We're not very ruthless, but we've got a we've got a street edge to us. We're not great engineers. We're not great on a Velestine, but we can get ourselves out of a pickle. We are street smart. We're also nimble. We can squeeze out of tight spots, you know. And uh, we have a really good heart. So we also have in our possession, what is that? Uh, a blunder pistol. Blunder pistol with a, a, an accuracy rating of six. Okay. So we've got that. And then we also have a saber with a parry rating of three. And... We also have a mask and finally a skeleton key. I like that. I'm a fan of having a skeleton key. Cool. And so from there, we now can turn to 1200. Should get more efficient with my page flipping, perhaps. There we go. 12. 
100. Now, before I read this, I just want to say, I think it's really cool. A lot of times there's like 15 pages of stuff you got to read before you get into the story. And what Martin Nouch has done here is really clever. You're in the story and you feel like you're, you're reading, you're actually reading the book and playing the game when you finally get your stats. That's really neat. I like it. Here we go. 1200. All that is behind you. You're steaming through the plashy mud towards the city with one careful eye on your boiler pressure and another on your coal gas reserves. When you see a constabulary steamer and a private steam carriage halted in the road, after approaching within earshot, you realize that the constables must be stopping the travelers on some pretense. Raised angry voices protest at their treatment. I've already paid the highway toll. My carriage license is in order, and you've identified each of my passengers against their citizen numbers, argues the driver. How can a carriage man like myself do business? I must reach St. Albans by morning. Just you mind your tone, says the leading constable smoothly, or I'll have you on a charge. I think we're going to have a look at the luggage you're carrying. We've had a tip-off about smuggling on this route, unless you've some reason right there that we should let you pass. He puts out his hand. Ah, these are some crooked constables. I don't like that. And also, my apologies to Martin Nouch and the other UK listeners for having to put up with my really awful impressions, but I can't help myself. I have fun with it. You've simply come across constables extorting money from travelers. Is this the time for you to get involved? You can spot two constables, but there may be others nearby, and you may not be able to count on the traveler's gratitude. Perhaps releasing the brake on their steamer would divert the constable's attention. Or maybe you could loose off a few shots from the darkness. So our choices here are to tamper with the constable's steamer, get out our blunder pistol and open fire, or ride on past till Highgate. The thing is, my gallantry, I think, probably prevents me from simply riding past. But I don't know if I'm ruthless enough to simply fire on them. I am nimble and I have high ingenuity, but my engineering is low. Nonetheless, I am going to tamper with the constable's steamer. So to do that, I will turn to 1188. Not far to flip this time. 1188, where are you? You leave your Vela steam and creep towards the constable steamer. It seems that the driver is going to give in and pay up for the privilege of making his way up the road. But as soon as he brings out coinage, the constables become greedy and start asking for more. You have a few moments to create some havoc with the road engine. Oh no, make an engineering roll I should have known. Of uh, difficulty nine. Okay, so if you recall, my engineering ability is only three. Six, seven, eight, nine. Oh, no. So I got to roll a six or better on this to have a shot. And, and just to check the rules one more time, what it says about abilities is if the total score is greater than the difficulty. So really, I have to roll a seven or above, right? Because I need 10 or higher on two dice. So it's about a... 50-50 chance, I think, here. Well, I got no choice. Here we go. Engineering rule. Five, six, seven. <laughs> just barely, just barely get this, get this working. So we got a successful roll. Adding my engineering of, oh no, my engineering is only two. 
Oh no, seven, eight, nine. Oh, what a bummer. No, it's a failed roll. I was, I'm mistaken. This is a failed roll. Seven, eight, nine is not greater than nine. Failed roll. Let's do it. 1222. I have a feeling I'm going to jail, fellas and or ladies and or non-binary folk. Here we go. 12.22. You are struggling to release the brakes of the unfamiliar constabulary steamer when they spot you and turn with shouts. You have no option but to leap onto your velosteam and make a getaway. Bummer. I hope I get away. 11.99. So, 11.99. There it is. It's late when you turn your velosteam into the yard outside the flask at Highgate. A few lights still gleam from the parlor windows. Inside, you will find a seat at the bar beside a bald old man. Your few coppers buy you a dish of stew and a hunk of stale bread. And with that, your purse is empty. What? Come to seek your fortune in the reeking metropolis of London? Asks the old man scornfully. You won't be the last to come this way thinking that. Though, you're better prepared than most, he adds, eyeing your weaponry and road clothes. So, what fortune can I expect to find in the city? I ask. He leans back and breathes out a long stream of pipe smoke. Well, it depends, doesn't it? On exactly what sort of adventurer you might be. Perhaps you'll take up the cause of the common folk and deal with the gangs gripping Whitechapel. Though that won't exactly be a day's work. The chief constable doesn't give a farthing for the poor, so perhaps you could try to right that wrong. Or are you less of an altruist than I assumed? There's opportunities to make money on every corner. You could make yourself useful to the guilds in the city, like the chimney sweepers or the brewers, or go burglarizing Mayfair townhouses yourself. Trust me, there's adventure on every side. So what do I want to know more about? Do I want to know more about the constabulary? The gangs or the revolution. You know, I go big or I go home. So I'm going to ask about the revolution. 1267. 1267. Yes, it's true. The compact for so-called workers' equality of their cod, codders, cadres. I think it's cadres. This is, a, this is a word I'm not very familiar with. I must admit. I have their cadres in the city. You can hear their recruiters on any street corner if your ears are open. They're always holding meetings in Pentonville. Where they're really based, I don't know. If I did, I'd sell that right on to the constables and hightail it with the money. Wouldn't you fear a reprisal after the revolution? He sputters, coughs and laughs. Revolution? <laughs> don't fool yourself. Those ratty ruffians won't ever get themselves organized enough to succeed in a revolution. They'd need someone to follow, wouldn't they? A great leader. So I could ask about the other things, but I think I'm into the revolution, so I'll think about what you've told me, 1280. You leave the old man and finish your meager supper thoughtfully. If what he says is true, then London has the potential to make you very rich. Or, very sorry, you ever came here. Dun, dun. <laughs> All right, so we're going to leave the flask. And that's where we'll stop for now. So far, we've learned that I am an orphan fighting to survive in the reeking metropolis. I quest for all orphans. And I've attempted to take on some crooked constables and barely escaped. Then I learned about the revolution of the Compact for Workers' Equality. 
So stay tuned. The adventure continues in the next episode of Steam Highwayman. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to support the show, become a patron at patreon.com slash instadeath. A special thanks to our guests and to the contributors who helped make the show better than I ever could on my own. Intro music graciously provided by Jesse Johnson, aka Zenoda. Find more great music by searching Jesse Johnson or Zenoda, spelled with an X, on YouTube and most major streaming platforms podcast cover art generously contributed by Patrick O'Neill. You can learn more about Pat's art on his Facebook page, Pat O'Neill Art. 